Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get Queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get Queerified. Hi, I'm Gigi. Welcome to Queerified. Mimi, where the fuck are you? I'm at some bar in West Hollywood. Oh, me too. I lost you at Stash, though, right after we were at the Abbey. I'm looking around. There are so many people here. I saw a dancing drag queen with fiery red hair. Okay, we'll get here now. While you figure out where you are, welcome to the show, everyone. Today we have the... Today we have drag's baddest bitch. You know her from any club in West Hollywood. But before we get started, please don't forget to call into the Queerified hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. We know you already have a question, so just dial on in. Please don't forget to leave us five stars and a nice review, like this one from Miss Sugar Tea Baby. My new favorite listening for my commute into work. I'm a nurse from Detroit, Michigan. I will be 32 at the end of April, and I transitioned at the age of 15. I had GRS back in 2019. I live stealth. My boyfriend is 25 years older than me. I have lived, honey. Also, I followed you for years, transition and all. Aww. Wait, Mimi, come to Beaches on Santa Monica. Where is that? I'm not from here. Okay, go right and past La Cienega. And if you see Lisa Vanderpump's TomTom, you've gone too far. Turn around. Okay, okay, I'm on my way. Oh, here she is. Her number is starting. Rhea Latre. Welcome back, everyone. We are here in the podcast room with Miss mm-hmm. Rhea Latre, Queen of WeHo. Mm-hmm. Drag's mm-hmm. baddest bitch if you're nasty. <laughs> what is up, girl? <laughs> I am living the dream. First of all, for all the listeners out there, mm-hmm. Gigi's house is so beautiful. And I have been here for years. I was but I have say, not like, been here for months. Time? Yeah, but I haven't been here for months. And what Gigi has curated is literally a like memorabilia photo album in the form of a house. And it is so beautiful. It's yeah. my aesthetic. It's Some may it's say true. it's eccentric. Some may say, I think I'm just getting, I'm leaning into the housewife vibe and I just love every wall having some kind of memory on it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. bitch. We got the Gigi Gorgeous uh, monogrammed wall over here from her birthday. The new bar mm-hmm. is so dope. And I, and oh, yes, you know, the, the pictures bar. of me are great too. And you know, <laughs> it's just, it's so cute. I'm so happy to be here. I'm like, love you, Rhea. Happy to have you back, obviously. So today we're going to deep dive in, right, Mimi? Let's go right in. So we know Rhea. So now all we got to know her a little bit more, I think. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. I have done lots of really crazy things in this house. You're getting authenticity. (laughs) Love that. Yes, I so can attest first to this. So, deep question: How was the pandemic? <laughs> um, it was great. No, but seriously, that was I the loved first it. Question. We did. Uh, we curated the first ever digital drag show with the Ariadne mm-hmm. Getty Foundation called Quarantine Queen, and um, not only did it like give me a, a purpose and a, and a and a reason to do drag again, and give me just like girl, what do you do? Bitch, I do drag. I can't not mm-hmm. do drag. But it also gave so many queens from 
all over the world the opportunity to be seen yes. and heard and make a little change. So mm-hmm. um, it was it was actually a really great experience for me. It, it opened my eyes. I feel like it um, it gave me some humility, you know, because you know I have always been the bitch on top. Always. You've mm-hmm. always been a hustler. I will say that 100. everything and it may have a negative connotation, that word, because I guess it, it means like scamming someone out of money or hustling. But for me, it just means when you are knocked down and you can see another avenue to excel at and to make money and give others a platform, like you said, mm-hmm. you literally go for it and you stay oh, yeah. working. So for anybody that doesn't know Quarantine Queen, give them a little bit of what it was and why was, you started yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the bones of the show. Well, the bones of the show started with the conversation with my sister six on the phone. And I, this happened the day the pandemic shut down everything on that Sunday night. And the Monday night I had my drag show. So I was like, I am not going to be told that I cannot perform. So I'm on the phone with six, like bitching and we're (laughs) kicking about it. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on my Instagram. (laughs) And you know what else I'm going to do? I'll put my Venmo and see if people tip me. And bitch, it started a fucking movement. (laughs) Yeah. It Mm -hmm. really did. And it just, you know, if you can go to Quarantine Queen Drag Show on Instagram and you can go down to the very first Mm -hmm. performance and catch the first ever digital drag show live. I did Katy Perry's Dark Horse. Mm -hmm. And you can see the comments. People had never seen anything like this before. And it brought people so much joy. There were hundreds and hundreds of people watching. Um... Sidebar, in part, that I personally texted 400 of my closest friends. <laughs> and I said, bitch, we are going live at you 8 p.m. Pacific Standard uh. Time. And everyone was like, okay, girl, we're getting this. We're depressed. We're shut down. Mm-hmm. We're in our houses. And still to this day, when I go out and, and people see me, they're like, I have to thank you for Quarantine Queen because yes, we really absolutely. did not have anything to make us feel like we were connected so um you know that th- that's the whole purpose i do drag and the whole purpose of my life really i found out is to bring people together so i was glad that's that we got true. to do that in digital form during the pandemic and you see that so many places now like everybody's doing digital drag it's so common now two years later but you were the first yeah well, you know what? And people know. ask how i feel about it and for me the more the merrier girls would hit mm-hmm. me up and be like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a digital drag show on my Instagram. Is that okay? They would ask, and I would be like, "Yes, <laughs> bitch, please yeah. show people what you you ain't gonna be my show because you don't have me." <laughs> so I'm cool. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think that is so important to say it was the first because a lot of the time, I mean, a lot of careers they were like, "We are being shut down. We are, you know, I I can't work mm-hmm. anymore. I have to close my small business." So many tragic yeah. things happened, and for you to turn that on its head is so inspiring. And the thought of it is so simple. Mm-hmm. Like it works simply in your mind, but to execute mm-hmm. it is something well, completely the thought different. Was, the thought was a joke in my head. It was a complete <laughs> joke. And then it ended up being something so dope. So this is a lesson to all you guys out there. All your mm-hmm. little jokes can turn out into something really, really amazing. Always. Not just for they you, but for do. a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I feel very blessed that I was able to give people some happiness during a time of need. What was your favorite performance on Quarantine Queens? Because there's a lot. I know which one mine is, but I want to know which one yours is. I have two. Okay. I have two. I think I know which one they are, but go. I'm gonna, I have one too, actually. I, I have, um, okay, I'll, I'll give you the second. It is Gigi Gorgeous doing my prerogative. <laughs> yes. I am not. Oh my I'm God, not that wasn't in my two, but that's my three. Inside my house. Oh my God, no, it was such it was a mess. August. I was nervous. It was an August house. Oh, was it? Yes. 
Oh, it was. Yes, and it was incredible. Remember <laughs> Wait, didn't we, I do two? I feel like I did one to oh, Paris yes. Hilton. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you might have done it three or four times, I honestly. Cannot. <laughs> she couldn't get enough. Um, but it was incredible. But my first, my top, obviously, oh, it was La Ganja Estranja coming in on the Honda through the motherfucking driveway, bitch. It was, <laughs> she was on the car, like on top of it and was like, giving and drove it, it was you know what it was so incredible because digital drag you got to really like use your imagination and do it anything was a new with medium it. because it's literally just like you being in this like box and, and curating live, whatever it was it's not edited yes like, they really are mm-hmm. doing that as you're watching it and i just thought these bitches like they really are taking it above and beyond <laughs> uh-huh. for raya's show like people love and mm-hmm. respect you so much and they want to impress you well it had, it had a lot to do with the bookings because i did pick girls based on the fact of their love for the art of drag like and i know someone mm-hmm. like laganja who is everything shout out to Laganja, I love you so much. You're such a dope human and entertainer. Like of the that's why I picked her because she I knew that she was gonna do something dope. Whatever it was. I didn't know she was gonna come in on top of a coop. But <laughs> no. you know And then drop into a split. I mean we knew okay. she was gonna drop into a split, but not from a I car. I think at one time she did like an <laughs> S curl backflip from the window inside and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. I it can't. was like a movie. It was a movie. What was your favorite, Mimi? Um, definitely Barbie jumping into the pool. <laughs> oh, the death drop into the pool. <laughs> death drop into the pool. On Instagram Live, at the On end Instagram of her number, Live. she death dropped into the pool in a full cat suit, it must have been. It was the yes. most epic end. And we Just were all so dying. Camp, so epic. Like, we were all in, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was in my house in Canada. This was the first few months of the quarantine going through it. When we were all in that group chat saying hi to each other, remember like, oh my God, hi, Hillary, hi, Tiffany. Like that was my life at that time. That was, those, that was our lives. Like we had nothing to do in those first months of quarantine. But it was like that for a lot of uh-huh. people. You know, it, the pandemic also really helped me realize who, who mm-hmm. the people were that I could not live without. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like that's true. You, it helped me really sift through the people that mean something to me. And I feel like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people went through that. And, you know... It shined a lot of light on a lot of people that I did not care about right, either. Totally. <laughs> so, or the, or people that did not care about me. You know. So, you know, it's I, so I relatable. Like to, I like to learn with every experience in my life mm-hmm. because I feel like every experience is meant for you to learn from. Absolutely. And it's, and it's the dumb people that don't take the fucking hint. Mm-hmm. You know. Exactly. And I ain't dumb. <laughs> I'm fun. So you gave a platform to a lot of queer people that their platform was taken away. What started your advocacy work? And, you know, online digital drag was a huge one of them. What else are you doing and very passionate about? And what can others do? I always get this question personally, and it boggles my mind. I mean, for me, advocacy is just a part of who I am. I feel like I've built my whole drag career on lifting other people up. I throw a party, make out Mondays at Rocco's every Monday. And it's the... The the thing the whole premise of the show is that I'm giving new queens a chance and opportunity to be seen. And mm-hmm. not only that, but for them to experience being on stage so that they can find out what kind of performer they are. Because mm-hmm. there's so many young performers that have no way of knowing who they are until you're given the opportunity. Right. You know, and so I, I love giving that opportunity. I've, I've been doing it 
pre-pandemic. I'll do it post-pandemic. I'm doing it now. I'm I'm a queen that really believes that there's strength in numbers and lifting each other up is mm-hmm. so You've important. You've always said that. You know, in and our in, in our community, there's so many tearing down because people are envious or people are mm-hmm. angry or people totally. are depressed in their own lives. And so they uh, they translate that towards the way they treat other people. But for me... They project. No, girl. I, I am here to serve and protect like the police. In fact, <laughs> last week, Makeout Mondays, there was some fool that came up to the stage and started heckling one of my performers. Ew. And so, Mama Bear came out, bitch. You better work. I'll, I'll put it on Instagram so everyone can uh, look at Please. it. But I just, I, I saw what was happening. I saw him heckling. And I was like, okay, that's just part of it. And this is, this is actually a lesson that the performer needs to learn. You know, mm-hmm. you might have a couple hecklers in of course, life, of course. but get over it. But as soon as that heckler put his hands on my performer, Ew, <gasps> wait, what? No. Yes, yes, he put How his so? hand like grabbed and pushed while he no, was on not stage. Okay. And I was like sexually or no, it was aggressive. Oh, wow. It was aggressive. And this person actually came up to me previous to the performance and told me that he was going to heckle and told me that that he had an issue. with. What'd you say? I said, I can't stop you from doing anything you want to do. Oh, wow. But what I did not tell him was what I would do if he did something stupid. Love that. Mm -hmm. I was testing him. I was testing him. And what he was trying to do is he was trying to embarrass the performer. But what had happened was. He ended up being really um, embarrassed because I put one foot on the stage, took the other foot off the stage and took all my pressure in my body and grabbed him and pushed him back to the bar. And I told him not in my bar, not in my time. That's wait, and did you say that this is on video that you're going to put it on? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, on oh, video. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Good. You know what? Good for him. Hold him accountable. I, I, I honestly, the reason why I didn't say no was because I wanted to give him the opportunity to mm-hmm. reevaluate what he was doing. Act better. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I did not tell him what I was going to do had he acted up. But oh now God. he knows. I'm not that a talker. I'm Ray a doer. Oh yeah. my God. That just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's yeah. such a mm-hmm. place of love and fun. And when violence is brought into it, it's like, mm-hmm. bitch, take me out of it. I just can't. It's yeah. just so horrible. But it is in the world. Like you said, they need to build that thick skin and bitch, know what to do. There's a time and place for everything. And this person is performing. Not in a safe space. And, and you just, you don't have, exactly. for real, it had nothing to do with anything but the respect for the show and something that mm-hmm. I have spent time curating to create a queer safe space. And mm-hmm. that's the, the performer is my son and he is part of the house of the trade, but that is not why I acted the way I did. I would have acted that way if it was some bitch I, I never knew that. from Tupac too. Oh, okay. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's on period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, so giving, giving younger Queens, new Queens, this, this chance in the spotlight at your show, is mm-hmm. that your favorite part of like running West Hollywood or is Absolutely. there another part? Absolutely. No, it is my favorite part. It is. Uh, I get so much joy out of watching drag before I'm a drag queen and drag's baddest bitch. I am a drag lover. I, I am the mm. first one in the front row. I am tipping these hoes. <laughs> I am taking video. I am full on Chris Jenner and Ariana Grande. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. I, I am full of that. So I, I live, it is, it is my favorite. I love drag. Mm-hmm. I love drag and I will always support the art. I love that. I want to switch lanes. I want to switch lanes a little bit. I want to talk about friendships within the drag community. Yes. Going through a lot of, well, not a lot, but you know, my fair amount of 
friendships and breakups and backstabbings and uh, miscommunications and learning to know someone, I want to know a story of yours where you maybe had a falling out with a sister and I have one in mind, but whatever you want to speak on, something that you learned from and, and advice that you could give anybody listening because in every single community, there is that and it happens and it's so real and it hurts, it burns and it, it feels like something that you can never really heal from. It feels like we're never going to come back from this. We're never mm-hmm. going to speak again. It's fine. I'm not going to drop my pride. They're not going to drop their pride. don't think about it. Exactly. Like we got to move away. on. Mm-hmm. You can even be positive and be like thankful for the time that we had. Mm-hmm. But inside, mm-hmm. if it's a real true friendship, you know that- There's a pain. You want, there's a pain. Exactly. Yeah. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. For me, it doesn't happen too often because I don't really let people in that close. Um, but most recently, um, my best friend, my like life person, my sister, Six and I did not talk for months during the pandemic. We had a falling out, a miscommunication, and um, we just needed time apart, which really sucked because it was during the pandemic and it's when you really needed your friends. And we were both really hurt over a situation. And um Honestly, I don't even know a situation. I think it kind of just snowballed. Okay. And we ended up just that happens not though. talking. With with longtime friends, that does happen. Yeah, it's, and it's resentment, like, it builds up, and then one thing breaks the camel's back. Right. And then it's it's too late. But I I just want to put out there, you know, we had a um we had a gig together in Orange County at Wonderland. They do it Thursday nights. You know, I'm a promoter, so I'm gonna promote that shit because they like to give me paychecks. <laughs> so um no, but we had a really uh big event that we were doing together and it was first time we had worked together in a long time and she came into the room and I looked at her and she looked at me and we both opened our arms did you and guys said, cry I mean like I this, thought you were gonna fight oh my it God. sounds I mean, like no. a moment well because this is real love here like mm-hmm. this is this is not some catty bullshit okay we're not we're not going to fight like literally we love each other and it was just such an amazing moment because we just held each other and closed the door and shot the shit for 10 minutes. Like, and That's really, amazing. and I think it's so- I just so... got chill. Look at my arm, Rhea. <laughs> we both have chills. Uh-huh. This it, happened with me and a girlfriend. So. The exact same thing. But it's so important to shoot the It was almost like the, the time shit. just happened. Let me know how you feel. 
I'm going to let you know how I feel. And then that's that. And when you have true love and you have true connection in a friendship, you guys can just get over whatever it was and move forward. And, you know, I had lunch with six four days this week. You know, we talk every day. We FaceTime every day now. And it's it's just so amazing because I thought I really did feel like maybe I had lost my sister, Mm -hmm. you know, and I. I just feel like it's I I honestly I feel like maybe that's a little bit of my newfound happiness as I'm feeling more complete because Absol- I have my sister by absolutely. my side. Absolutely. Yes, you know? you're in this euphoric state. I can 100% relate with that and I feel like it's important to know that it's not about one person. I mean, given the situation saying, "I'm so sorry, let's move on." Mm-hmm. It's both of you. Yeah, if it's it takes a real two love, people ex- to get for true forgiveness. Yes, it's you know? a two-way street and you can't be holding this over your head. They need to apologize to me. I'm in the right, mm-hmm. they're in the wrong. That's all ego. Mm-hmm. It's all resentment. 100. And if it's a real sisterhood, then it's really not. And it takes time to realize that. But Mm -hmm. I think that that's so, so interesting to talk about within the drag community. I don't think that we've ever talked about that here on the podcast. Have we, Mimi? I don't think so. Just, it's... It's too real almost. I mean, you've had Demi on and that was kind of a similar situation. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's so, it's just painful. But can I pivot for a second? Yeah. Speaking of relationships... How is dating for you? Ooh, let's get into it. For me? Yes. Yes. What do you mean? Well, for you're me? the guest of honor. I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's going well, married. Yeah, you know, it's good. My it's girlfriend's going, hot. It's going pretty like, good. <laughs> no, um, I, I really don't date. Okay. I don't date at all. Like, Why I, is that? Because... Men are garbage. <laughs> I know that's, that's right. the hardest part about being right. gay is that men right. are garbage. No, um, no, I just um, you know, dating in LA is a whole other, a mm-hmm. whole other thing. Dating you in know, LA, dating as a drag queen, so dating much. Dating as a drag queen in LA is especially, you know, because especially for someone like me, I am dedicated to nightlife. I am married to mm-hmm. my my mm-hmm. drag children. Mm-hmm. I am married to what. I have created the past 17 years. So for anyone to come into my life, they're going to have to be, uh, first of all, very confident. They're going to have to have their own shit going on. They're um, uh, going to have to love tits on their back. No, I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) No, I'm not, bitch. No, but like it, it takes a really strong, confident, fine ass, over six foot person to be with me. I love that. You know what I mean? I I will say too, I feel like you are such a slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it when it comes down to it, I know her sex stories. I know you get you get action. You are so confident. Mm-hmm. It you would just attract it. Yeah. But dating is something else. And I feel like there is this like kind of unspoken stigma around dating we were, drag queens. Well, and we I feel were like talking it's a, about it's the dating. Same. We were talking about sex. Oh, hello. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of people actually equate the two, though. No, like, they're it's very like, different. Am I, am I having sex? Community. Am I hooking up? Are people attracted? They're very different. Mm-hmm. I very feel different. like it really does parallel the the stigma of dating a trans woman. Like, you you love it. You're obsessed mm-hmm. with it. It's fine. But when you really get, go in and be like, that's my girlfriend, it's, very that. it's different. It's very that. And I wanted to ask you, did you do you ever feel 
like, I mean, maybe it's the wrong word, but fetishized by Absolutely. your Absolutely. And a lot of the time, mm-hmm. I don't really mind because I am a prize, honey. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And I can understand how There's you could fetishize confidence. booty, beauty and booty. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know it's a lot. <laughs> and I know you can't handle, but you want to try. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's tea, though. It really is. It, it is the confident guys that really, like, uh-huh. you know, uh, reign true. Yeah. But also, those confident guys, I find, are the ones that are really fetishizing and the ones that are confident and coming up and be like hey yo boo what's up you want to fucking come over later i'm like no do you ever have sex and drag you don't see yes of course do you look at her i love it is that another inside stigma (gasps) drag queens not having sex and drag Yes, I don't know any drag queens of sex and drag. I don't know for, either. I guess, you Raya. might you might be the first. I feel like every queen needs to experience it once because it is a complete different experience. <laughs> and I bet yeah. you it's addicting. It's it is. It's sick. I am Pamela Anderson and the Tommy Lee sex tape. Okay, you cannot <laughs> come for my performance. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and. 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Does your gender identity and drag ever cross over? Um, no, bitch. If I if you're hitting it in drag, I'm giving you. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever feel like a woman? Do you have some transness in you? I feel like, I feel like a woman every day, 100. Okay. percent I am definitely I am definitely on the spectrum, right? Um, of trans, you know, and, and my pronouns are she and her. Um, okay. And you go times, by Raya. I go by Raya at all times during mm-hmm. the day, during the night. You know, if you call me, you better say R H E A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And I know it's a, it's it's really confusing for people, and it's really confusing for me too. Sometimes when I really think mm-hmm. about it, but I can't help the way that it makes my soul and heart feel. And that's what you have to listen you to. Know? And, and for mm-hmm. a long time, it wasn't that during our relationship. I think it was our last trip when we were together in Rome, and we were talking to other people. We had never really discussed that is so it. So romantic. Just, you were always. I know. I love that for Ray and I. <laughs> we just had never really talked. I never had called you uh, another name other than Raya. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And when you had a conversation with one of our friends who had called you a different name, it was like, I don't like being called that. Like, let's do Raya. And right. I was like, oh, wow, she's actually taking a stance. It's not just it, it's not just casual anymore. Right. And, no. and that's a huge mm-hmm. mind fuck. And it makes it makes total sense that you say that because the soul really does not shut the fuck up. Like no. it will mm-hmm. keep you up at night. It will be in your ear all the time. So like if something really is being annoying inside mm-hmm. it's it's gonna have to come out and then literally you can think about other things yeah it's the beauty of just letting it go and wow. speaking it 100 i find that like when people call me out of my name Rhea, i feel like they're mm-hmm. almost trying to prove something like they know me better than anyone else yeah. in the room oh that like you knew me from way back like then. calling absolutely but the, but the reality it's a hierarchy. is yeah the reality is mm-hmm. is that if you knew me like you think you knew me you would know not to call me that and you would know that I prefer Raya. It's almost giving the exact opposite. It's like, did we go to high school together? And mm-hmm. that's why you're calling me out of my name? Like, you don't even really know the new me. And listen, mm-hmm. you you can call me that once. 
and I will correct you. But if you do it again, as long as it's not out of, out of a place of ignorance, because people do make mistakes, one hundred percent. And I've made I've made lots of mistakes with pronouns in the past, and mm-hmm. I and I pr- probably will in the future. But I feel like the most important thing about pronouns is that you address it, and you you re- you readdress it, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I I didn't mean that, and then you move on. Yeah, pronouns are different from thing. calling you Raya, like, though. You know, it is. It it's is. Raya. It's, it's a knee jerk reaction. And the best thing mm-hmm. to do, it feels so awkward when you do it, but you say the wrong name by accident. You say the right name by just purpose. Just say it, say it, <laughs> yeah. and move on, girl. Yeah. Move on. Move, like, it, it's it not a big deal unless you make it a big minute. deal. Exactly. Yeah. Not, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, mm-hmm. just say the right name, correct it, and then move on. Mm-hmm. Another thing I feel like people in the nightlife it world don't really know about you is you're actually a divorced woman i am what did you learn from that whole experience because that seems like another life yeah um girl i mean i was young i met him on the dance floor at tiger heat we were inseparable forever his visa was running out (laughs) Uh, so i was like bitch we're getting married baby i can't live without you we moved to uh, todmerden a little village outside of manchester and motherfucker all of a sudden wanted to feel like he could put his hands on me and i was like (gasps) oh no no, no, i didn't know that oh i am a product of ricky lake in my household and i was not going to be one of those stories so uh one day he decided to hit me and i finally hit him back and it made me feel disgusting it made me feel like you drove me to be this monster you drove Mm -hmm. me to be this person and so i just i played house for a week i called my sister i was one week yeah i played house for a week because i needed a a plane ticket i need to figure out how i was going to get it and so I played house. That's quick. He that went. Quick. To, he went to work, and I came to LA, and I left. Wow. And then he came after me, girl. Of course he did. Oh my he God. came after me. This good hot pussy was hot, ready, bitch. I was like, Oh my God, you still love me? Oh my God, you still want to be with me? Oh hey, what happened? Yes. I took him back, bitch. No, you didn't. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And then we were out one night at Fiesta Cantina, and he thought he was on English soil still, so he wanted to put his hands on me, and then it was over. <gasps> did he? Did he apologize yeah. for the violence? Was that the? Was, no. Was it the breaking point, or was it he like he never apologized? He never apologized for the violence. In fact when i was in uh, london with your cousin ivy okay and i was with her for a month there he hit me up and saw that i was there and was like i would like to go out with you and go to dinner and and i was like you know what like a couple years ago okay and i was like you know what yeah let's go to dinner (gasps) to like take the power back what made you do that Uh, honestly to hopefully find some reconciliation of just like you know swiping the slate clean and just like moving on and talking about what happened what ended up happening is he ended up being a garbage person and ordering all this alcohol and ordering everything and telling me how much he loved his new boyfriend and how good that they were and then proceeded to lean in and kiss me is this an eat what is that a narcissist what is that oh absolutely yes absolutely ew a sociopath that's the word i'm looking for yeah and i just like i was like you just go oh JJ, JJ. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, you just got done telling me, like, what are you doing? What are you mm-hmm. doing? And he was like, oh, you know what? I just can't do this. Every time I see you, I just go back to where we were. And I just, I guess I just love oh you. And, da, 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 and I got to go. And left me with a 300 pound bill. No. <gasps> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not happening. That was giving your closure. Uh, yes. Well, so yeah. much so, right. he hit me up three weeks ago. 
I can't. He hit me up three weeks ago. No, Raya. And he's she like a cockroach. Me, yeah, bitch. He, he just, uh, honey, wouldn't you Won't keep running back? Oh, I mean, I would. I would treat you better, though. <laughs> yeah, you would treat me I'd better. I'd be like, here's the car. Here's the yeah, like, you, you can sleep in the podcast room. I'd say, you can punch me in the stomach just for everything I did. <laughs> um, and he was like, would you like to get together? And I was, I told him, I said, no. There, there's uh, there's nothing there's nothing we need to, we need to talk about. You already proved to me who you are over and over again, and if I go back, I'm the idiot. So bye. That is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard, and I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. But congrats on being a strong person because I'm actually thankful I had to go through mm-hmm. that. I'm okay. thankful because I learned so much on how to be aware of the things mm-hmm. around me and the way that I'm treated. Um, and mm-hmm. that's another reason why dating is hard because, bitch, people don't treat you the way you need to be treated. And a lot of people no. will just let things slide. They'll settle. Yeah, and they'll settle. I am not a settler. Right. So is that the biggest lesson? It is. Don't take less than your worth? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You're going to get a princess point for that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Wow, this guy. I've never really wanted to physically hurt anyone in my life, but I really want to hurt this guy. His name is on my neck. What an asshole. Oh, I know his name. No, it's mm. not. Yes, it yeah. is. Soon to be oh, covered. Oh, my God. Yeah, huh? are you going to cover Soon to be it? covered. I mean, it, I just never really thought about it because the only people that see it are the guys that are fucking me. Hello. So... I mean, it doesn't bother me, but you They're know, like, what if, is that? You're if like, I have any um, followers out there, any new fans that want to do me a favor and cover it with like a butterfly or something? Oh, I like, love that. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's also a lesson, bitch. You gotta believe people for when they show you their true colors. And if the it's first, really, the really, second, or the third time, right? And if it's really, really, really bad, and if it's not like you know under the influence or anything, and they truly mean it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like they really are standing mm-hmm. by it, then it's like uh, red flag. A little bit, right? Yeah, and we 100. all have we all have moments. No relationship is is perfect, but I think that's a huge lesson for people too. People listening, yes. you never know. It's they could be going through the same thing. They're like, oh my god, like girl, look at say her bye, now. say bye. And you mm-hmm. know what? If it they leaves, don't love you. and 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 if it leaves, and it comes back to you in a in a form that you are um, willing to accept, then it's yours. Mm-hmm. But girl, let the I I am a, a firm believer in letting things go and letting things same flourish and letting things happen the way they're supposed to happen. And if it's mm-hmm. meant to come back my way, boom, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Same, obsessed. Raya, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my Bitch, gosh, is that, is that it? Are we not, done? Not, not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay, Tell her why. I was like, I'm not ready to go. We have <laughs> one more. We have one more little break, and then we're gonna come back and answer some caller queries. Do you want to oh, stay with us? Yes, absolutely. All right, we will be right back. Queerified. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. We are here with Miss Ray Latrey. Drags bad as the bitch if you're nasty. Mm-hmm. And we are going to answer some of your queries. If you guys are unaware, please call us on our hotline at one eight four four queries That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. We know that you have questions. We know yep. that you want advice. Call and literally listen to these beautiful questions people are going to ask us. And let's get the conversation started. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Our first caller... 
Hey, what's up? My name is Sierra Loft, and um, I really wanted to um, talk about um, young trans women and domestic violence and how serious that is. Um, for I am a um, domestic violence survivor and everything, and it's, it's just a lot. And I just really would like for one of you guys to call me back or email me at Sierra, C-I-E-R-A, Loft, L-O-F, it's a frank T-99 at gmail.com um, so I can better describe what I'm talking about. Thank you. Sierra, I think you called at the perfect episode because we have here with us Rhea Latre, a survivor of domestic violence. First of all, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Um, I mean, it's uh, we can talk about this for hours, but a lot of people never get the chance that Raya got. A lot of people never can. A lot of people can't find the strength that Raya had to leave their abusers. You know, there are millions of people out there right now who are still dealing with it because they can't find a way out. Well, Do I you think have the, anything the, to say about that? Yes, absolutely. I think what gave me the strength is knowing how many people have been subject to this Mm -hmm. and knowing that I did not want to be part of that story and I did not want that to be my narrative. And Mm -hmm. it did take strength, but I got strength from the people that I've been through it um, and my knowledge. You know, I was like, I was pulling strength from every one of those bitches on Ricky Lake that was hit before. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this and I deserve more. And all mm-hmm. of us deserve more. Point uh, blank. Yeah. Point blank. I feel also it. I mean, a lot of this violence, a lot of this behavior comes from and I will go just on the record saying I've never um, experienced this uh, within a family member or uh, dating anyone. Uh, verbal abuses as far as it goes for me. But I will say a lot of this behavior comes from insecurity. It comes mm-hmm. from people not really being who they truly are. It's It goes mm-hmm. as literally like a, the, the, the biggest thing that I can compare it to really like is like in high school. It's like when I we came out, Mimi, you and I is gay. It's like everyone mm-hmm. was like it was attack zone because all of these people probably had gay tendencies too. And they really do take <sighs> mm-hmm. it out on you because yes. they don't want to process it themselves. And it, I but just we think always that, knew. You exactly, always know. Exactly. And it, it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Trust your intuition. And I think that trans women go through this a lot because we are so out there. We have to tell mm-hmm. everyone our tea. And if it's your family, if it's your friends, it's still coming from that awful negative place. So just, so just, just know that if that helps at all. Mm-hmm. And Sierra, we love, we love, love, love you here. Thank you for that question. And I really hope that things start taking a turn for the better yes absolutely Mm -hmm. know your power girl and know that you were worth every single piece of perfection that you've always wanted and that it will come your way i i also want to say for trans women out there that are out there dating just to be more aware and know that you are loved and you Mm -hmm. do not have to put up with things because you feel like you're unworthy of love like exactly. you, you are worthy of everything that you need. And because of um, trailblazers like like Gigi, you know, we are we are entering a different time where you have power and you have a voice now. You do not have to hide and pretend that you are something else anymore. You you can mm-hmm. be and have everything you want out of this life. And that's why I want you to know. And I want that to be the catalyst for you. If you're ever going through anything that's abusive in your life, that bitch you are not worth being a part of my life. Get out, 
right now is the end of you and me. It's too late, <laughs> and I can't wait for you to, to be, be gone. gone. And I know <laughs> it's true. Thank you, Raya. A year is a long time. We just went through a new year. Mm-hmm. Look at where your life could be in a year if you take the steps that are yes, obviously safe for one. you. It's a really, mm-hmm. really long time. It, it flashes before our eyes, but you look. Where was I last year? Like you are worth it, and take the steps to making your life a better place for yourself because you're the one that has to fucking live with it. Exactly. Oh my God. Great answers, guys. Okay. Our second color. Here we go. Oh, what a gorgeous voicemail. How cute. Hi, Teach. Hi, Neem. Love you guys. Uh, I'm just calling for a question kind of for Mimi. I hear a lot of the voicemails calling and they're kind of just addressing Gigi and they don't address Mark at all. And I was just wondering, Mark slash Mimi, is it hard having a friend who's so in the public spotlight and so recognizable and maybe you're just more of like a non-celebrity person? Is it hard to always hear like voicemails and comments um, kind of overlooking you? Because I think you're fabulous and amazing and everyone say hi to Mimi when you send in a voicemail. She is great. They are great. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Um, Thank you for that question. That is so sweet. But I mean, I'll give you the short answer first. No, I don't feel bad. I mean, Rhea, you know Gigi. Being Gigi's friend is the easiest thing in the world. It's not hard at all. Um, I don't look at Gigi like she's a famous person. Of course, she is an inspiration to so many people. But... I also I also want to say that uh, Mimi, mm-hmm. you are a celebrity <laughs> in my eyes too, bitch. You have a podcast with Gigi Gorgeous, like Queerified. You, I was on I was on your last show. You, you're like you're everything. Hell yes, I, I feel mean, the same yes. way. Yes, but the question is: Is it hard? It is absolutely not hard. And I've, like, I love hearing everything that Gigi has to say. Ray, how is your experience with Gigi? Not saying that you're not famous, but is it? I not mean, the I'm more famous friendship? than Gigi, so I, you need to ask her how she feels about hanging out with me. This question is so—it's it's making me want to cringe. I love this question, but also at the same time, like, I—we don't think about like I. I no, I, I don't I look at Gigi the, like she's I famous. See, I see these things too. I see these comments, and it—it it, there's no competition there. Like. Me and Mimi, in particular, mm-hmm. have we've lived so many lives together mm-hmm. that it's not this. He's not wanting what I'm wanting. I'm not wanting what he's wanting. Mm-hmm. And it is a really sweet question, but it, we're in the place that we are right now because of our life goals and because we're we've worked now. through. We've worked mm. through so much. It's like yes. if that was still an issue, bitch. Like we need maybe th- friend therapy. <laughs> like, but th- think about it this way: Imagine that you have a friend who's achieving the most amazing things in life, who's, you know, living their dream life, who's madly in love, who's getting married, who people look up to. That is not bad. That is not bad. That is like the greatest thing in the world. So, well, you know, so, well, you mm-hmm. guys are both very um, positive, uplifting people, but there are mm-hmm. people that like have a lot of envy towards their friends that like mm-hmm. I have a friend are, that has true. literally watched a lot of his friends find success and he hasn't reached that level of success mm-hmm. and I know why he hasn't reached that level of success because okay. he's so mm-hmm. worried about what other people are doing and I think yeah. that um, I think that when people do that they're really opening the door for like mm-hmm. 
negativity. They right. really, they really are. Yes. I it's, will say it, this. It's also. about lifting people up, which is why Absolutely. I do that so much with my career. It's about strength in numbers. If I see a mm-hmm. bad bitch walk through the door, I'm not going to shoot her a dirty look. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, "Hey, right. bitch, you look sickening. You really what are. is your name? I got gigs. Would you like to perform on Monday <laughs> night? You know, I, I'm very that girl." And I think uh, yeah. it's also about aligning yourself with people with the same mm-hmm. values because, Mark, when you were saying, um, you know, she's living her dream, she's married, she's happy. Mm-hmm. That could be one thing, but you could you could not be happy about the work that I do or the things that I stand That's true. for, right? That's true. And I'm thinking, mm. I was thinking of another friendship that I have in my mind, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if there's jealousy there because I know that one person does not hold the same values as that other person, but I know that we do." And I mm-hmm. think that that is also a place where it's like, "I know that she's happy, I know he's happy, mm-hmm. like good for her. Like let's cheer them on because the Absolutely more that cheering. she succeeds, the happy that she's going to be, and that's the end goal." And it's I will vice say versa. this. I it was very clear early on that you were going to be who you were, um, and I always knew that I had to make sure that I had a life outside of our friendship, and that I had my own goals and my own successes and my own thing going on. See, so that's maybe, very important. That's very important. That right there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. So get out of my life. Find your own. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. You like better we move have... or else yeah, I'm going to get stuck in a rut. You suck your own dicks, mm. girl. <laughs> wow. That was a really good one. Wow. We, we just went it's off true. with that question. I was cringing mm. at the beginning. I'm like, oh my God. Now it really is like beautiful. Yeah. No, that's actually a great question because a lot of people have a lot of issues with envy. I want to ask you a question. Do you find it hard having the success and being friends with people who are maybe not finding the same success as you are, you know, maybe are going through it. Is that like, do you feel any way about that? I Do you ever you find what? yourself in precarious situations? I just remembered Lady Gaga saying this years ago and she said, um, my friends stopped telling me their problems because they thought I was too busy for them. Oh, okay. I understand that. I totally relate to that. I think the way that I think about it is if I'm friends with someone, they're really knowing like my tea. And if Mm -hmm. everything looks fine from the outside in, then Mm -hmm. I'm doing my job because that really at the end of the day is my brand. Positivity, happiness. Mm -hmm. um, And whenever something hard happens, it's very strategic the way that I let it out. Right. It's not like Mm -hmm. a mess. It's not trashy. Like I really try to like articulate it it. together. Keep it together. It's just your strong person. Exactly. But like nobody's life is perfect. And my friends Mm -hmm. that maybe aren't necessarily achieving their dreams know what I'm really going through and what mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of the time is you can't compare yourself to Kim Kardashian because her life is perfect. You can't mm-hmm. compare your struggles. Bitch, Kim no. Kardashian's life is not perfect. She was not married right to now. Kanye West. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that is not perfection. That sounds like hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might think you might think money buys happiness and she's so rich she has to be famous. I don't know. But envy you know her, her friends are there for her when she needs to cry it out Mm -hmm. and it's the same way like i remember Mm -hmm. literally like a few nights ago i was crying and it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't know that unless i said Mm -hmm. it or unless you saw it but it's just the realness so like maybe my friends are like wow like she's going through it and like i am still you know it's it's all in perspective i think Mm -hmm. it's not not everyone wants to be doing what you're doing so you can't compare and be like i'm so sorry you're not 
you don't have a book yet because I wrote a book. It's like, well, get out of your own head. I have my own goals. See, I, okay, so I've been thinking about books too, and I like all of my friends have Ooh. books. Okay, but bitch, ain't nobody gonna give me a book deal. So, are you kidding me? Yes, independent they would. publishing. I, I need to do something. That you, I'm a I'm, first things first. I'm a realist. Okay, I know what's I'm, coming up for you, bitch. I'm gonna get a spiral notebook. Do you at your home yourself kit, and yes. I'm gonna sell mm-hmm. thirty copies, and it's gonna be the best fucking book you've ever read. Yes. See, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like mad at my friend Gigi for having like a a a, a binded Absolutely. book, bitch. I'm gonna get a spiral. And I'm gonna have the same success. Watch this. Absolutely. Oh, you know I think what it's I mean? gonna be called Drag's Baddest Bitch Stories from West Hollywood. <laughs> yes, God. I can already see the picture. She's <laughs> naked. I can too. It's gonna be this hair crimped, high mm-hmm. high pony, On the half floor. up, half down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was a great question thank you so much and are we ready for our last question yeah let's Shoot do the it shot. here we go hi guys my name is Panos and I'm from Montreal and my question is Gigi when are you coming back to Canada question mark <laughs> is he at his grandma's back. house at midnight and she's asleep <laughs> it's giving landline in the middle of the night yeah I'll tell you why I'm not coming back to Canada. (laughs) I'm not coming back to Canada because I was talking to my friends about astrology and they asked me, when's your birthday? I was like, Mm -hmm. here you go. They asked me, what time were you born? And I said, oh, oh, I actually don't know. Text my dad. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know. I go into my files in my office. Check mm-hmm. my birth certificate. I'm like, must be on there. <laughs> my my weight, my my length, my my, my whatever, my the exact mm-hmm. time I was born. And I think it was like 4 a.m. from what my mom had told wow. me. Wow. Okay. Okay. We'll it's go with not 4 on the birth certificate. So I'm pi- I'm pissed with Canada right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know my birth chart. Trudeau, get into the uh, the archives. And find I'm like, out. should I call the hospital and see, like, if I could, like, you know, maneuver my way into mm-hmm. finding out what time my old dead name was born? Like, they're not going to well, give that information they don't have out. It on your birth certificate, they're not going to have it at wild all. That, that it's not on there. It is, and if you Google, because I really deep dove into this, it's like uh, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of countries that just don't do length, weight or time born on the birth certificate. It's just name. It's uh, mother's and father's maiden name, so country, weird. all that stuff. It's insane. You'd think Canada, the most country that has it the most together. Uh, for real. Mm-hmm. Would have that. And I'll never know my true birth chart because of that. It sucks. Canada, you got mm-hmm. some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on the real, hopefully soon. I mean, honestly, hopefully soon. You've been away from Canada for so long. I mean... How hard has that been for you? I, I, we have traditions that we haven't been able to do. to go to Canada. And I would love, Raya, love to oh go God. with you. I did a tour through oh, Canada. And I had the best mm-hmm. time. We did Vancouver, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, uh, Calgary. We did... Um, wow. I, I helped open a magazine in Toronto. Okay. Like, uh, I love Canada. And I'm Canada trying to find me a man you. because shit goes down here in America. I'm hopping that border. <laughs> shit goes down in Canada, too. Honestly, I could see you finding, mm-hmm. like, a Vancouver, a Toronto man. It, 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 he would have to be West Coast. We have to do it yeah. soon. Vancouver. I mean, COVID's yeah. been insane. La- early last year I came, but it's been like, I mean, like Mimi said, we have traditions. We mm-hmm. missed Christmas. We I mean, there's always another birthdays. season of Drag Race. I mean, hello. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Brooklyn. <laughs> the most, um, okay, the second most iconic moment of Gigi. Can I share this? Mm. For yes, me. please. For me. Okay. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh, yes, honey. Oh, yes, honey. So, the second most iconic moment, walking down that runway on, on RuPaul's oh Drag Race. Oh, my God. Race. I oh mean, my sister, God. 
you are the most beautiful angel on this planet. <sighs> Shut it up. just it was You were it, rude. It was rude. It was rude. Bitch, I was quarantined at a hotel for 10 days. I wanted to give something. Oh, bitch, you were on fire. You were like, bitch, I gotta be be sickening. Yeah, I had a glamour itch. I woke up that morning and said, I'm going to give it. She woke up at 2 a.m. and started painting, bitch. Honestly, though. Um, Thank you. Everybody in that room felt so ugly. most iconic moment of Gigi was we were at Ivy Gutting's wedding. In San Francisco, City Hall, the most beautiful curated um, moment by Galliano. And it's beautiful. And everyone is waiting for the bride to walk down the aisle. I did not know this, but I was waiting for Gigi to walk down the aisle to her seat. (laughs) Wait, what? You were were on the second level looking down at where they were going to get married. No, I was on the first level, oh. but I was like on the outside, so I was <laughs> oh, watching. I, I could see everything. Mm-hmm. And Gigi and Nat so walk in, and Gigi <laughs> is uh, in. I know they said black tie event, but bitch just wore black ties. Like well, I know she said. She said <laughs> she wore black ribbons, <laughs> and then Nat's in and all of his swag, like mm-hmm. literally just like with his bitch walking down the fucking thing. Everyone in the place was uh-huh. like, that's them. <laughs> that's them. And that's the thing about in-laws. You don't know what they're saying. Because I honestly had not met a lot of them. I've met a lot of the, the his family. Mm. But that that wedding was everyone. It was so they were everyone. like this bitch. <laughs> it was a glorified bikini. It really they, was. They had, <laughs> yes, it really was. And I cannot give you enough kudos for that. Because mm-hmm. I just thought that it, for me, it was the highlight of the whole weekend. I it was a Kylie Sony number. It, it was. was it really and was. I'm not just saying this because I'm on the podcast. I have expressed this to you before. You have after you were like, bitch. bitch I, I just couldn't <laughs> get over it. When you walked, I grabbed Matt Flynn's leg like this and I squeezed. I said, look at you, look at you, look at you. No, and the thing was, we were genuinely just like bumbling, trying to find our uh-huh. seats. Like it wasn't a serve. It wasn't like a strut. Putting on oh, a let, scene. Let's not forget. No, we were just like literally walking, being like, hey, hey, like looking, like, like really looking and really sitting and really being like, hi, how are you? And then instantly being told, please put your mask on. So it wasn't glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, no. you, do you steal all the attention at every wedding you go to? You, That's you the must goal. have you have this reputation. Yeah. That's the goal. I mean, I've only been to like three in my life. One was my own. So if, if it's a wedding, I'm, I'm turning telling up you, Gigi, for you. you don't have no choice. You don't have no choice in this matter. <laughs> I'm gonna wear that. I'm gonna wear that dress in every like variations of different colors for the rest of the weddings I go to in my life. Yes, please. <laughs> they make it in red. <laughs> Wait, Lady who was it? What well, was that dress? Oh, I'd have to look. I think Monoke, M O N O Q. Overpriced. But it was literally a ribbon Kylie Sonique number, and it was gorgeous. It was uh, stunning. Ugh, shucks. <laughs> shucks. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Queerified. Oh, Ray, I know it's really over. <laughs> it's really over. Where, where can people find you? What are you working on? Um, well, right now I'm recording my Pride album with Sam J. Garfield. Um, so excited! I released, if you're looking for something to listen to, I recorded an album over the pandemic called Buck Bonky, yep. and it's uh, an album that's really definitive to my personality. It's nightlife, it's love, it's fun, it's sex, it's 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 everything that I feel it's like so really good. encompasses me. So if you really so want to get to know me, listen to Buck Bonky, the EP, available on all streaming platforms ever everywhere. Um, and if you have any kids, make sure that they already know every swear word in the book. Yeah. 
Yes. Because shit's explicit. Yes. In the yeah, best if you way have any possible. Kids, listen to it yourself first. Show this first. <laughs> You know, because you might be one of those mothers that don't care. Okay. Exactly. You're like, oh, she didn't say nothing. And the horns come separately. Yes, the horns come separately. <laughs> and people ask why I wear the horns in that. And it's because it's buck bonky and I'm bucking. I'm like, I, you know, in a land full of 500 mm-hmm. drag queens, I'm letting bitches know that I'm here. You know what I mean? So good. Mm-hmm. And I that's die. what I want everyone to take from it. Everyone needs to have that power. Um, and if you want to come get that power in person, you can come on Monday nights, every Monday at Rocco's in West Hollywood for Makeout Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, honestly, check my Instagram, check my social medias, Rhea Latre, H R H E A L I T R E, Drag's Baddest Bitch, if you can't remember it. And um, I will get you right on together. Well, we love yes. you. You've officially been queerified. How does it feel? Ah, it feels so <laughs> correct. <laughs> yes. We love you guys listening, and we will see you next Wednesday. Until next time, stay gorgeous. (laughs) Thanks to our very special guest, Drag's baddest bitch, Ray Latre, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, and review. You could be mentioned in one of our next intros. And follow all episodes, available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you in the next one. Stay gorgeous.